sponsored by the Dunleary Rattown Local Enterprise Office. You're listening to Business Eye on Dublin South FM. And welcome, folks. As I say every week, it's Friday. It's Happy Halloween Friday. All the goons and the goblins will be coming out of our government building. There's the joke of the week. Uh, spreading, giving us candy and treats and everything. I wonder, would you take a toffee, a toffee apple from anyone in the doll, on the doll? But hey, the clocks go back or forward. I can't remember. But it's been dark the last couple of days as well. The rain has been overwhelming. I had to wear my galoshes bringing the dog for a walk. And I look forward now, once we get this Halloween out of the way, we're rolling in for Christmas. Simon, <laughs> how's your week been? How's your week been? It's been good. And uh, it's been good. Busy week. And if any politician comes around my house, I'll be blocking my letterbox. <laughs> and it's funny you mentioned driving home for Christmas. Was was it the environment minister mentioned that that song should be banned because it's encouraging driving? But anyway. Say, so we'll say we... We we welcome stupidity on this on this show. You know, if if anyone can top our stupidity, sometimes we'll 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 Good give them a bag them. of sweets. We'll give them a bag of sweets. But look, it's all about business. It's all about you know getting down, preparing for the for the new year as well. So I think um, we're going to have a great guest when we come straight back after the break. Sponsored by the Dunleary Rattown Local Enterprise Office. You're listening to Business Eye on Dublin South FM. Yes, Simon. Yes. Another week, Friday. Yes. We don't like to talk about the P word here. Uh, when we're in the group, we like to keep it business. We keep the business. We do. We do. We do indeed. And Simon, who have we this week? Drum roll. We, drum roll. we have, yeah, no, we, we, we are live as well. And we have somebody I, I've known for a couple of years and he's making amazing headway in supporting Irish SMEs to stay nationally, internationally competitive through business learning and programs. He's the head of learning and development, a guy called Adam Weatherly. Adam, how are you? Hi, Simon. Thank you for the very nice intro there. Joe, very nice to meet you. Thanks for having me on today. Delighted. As, as I was saying before, you know, Simon speaks very highly of you. And, you know, you are in the ISME, which runs basically helps all the small business and medium-sized businesses right across Ireland and you're in that learning and development part of it as well so let's lead with that would are more companies in the last year and who are preparing into 22 embracing more learning embracing to be a better business for 2022 after what we've had in the last two years um, I believe so, Joe. Very much so. Um, the 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 COVID period has been actually quite good. If there's a silver lining to a rotten pandemic, um, it's it's the engagement levels of businesses um, that have come to us to upskill in the last twenty months or so has been extraordinary. And 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 I was I was so pleased. I you know March the sixteenth, seventeenth, seventeenth. That was St Patrick's Day, but. You know, from thereafter, I, you know, 80% of my business model had fallen out the window because we were based in classrooms, based in Dublin. 20% of it was national. 80% are, 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 we, we were based in Dublin. So we weren't really catering for our national membership um, as best, you know, to, to, to the, the best degree that we could. 
Um, so that forced us to di digitalize completely. Um, but it also, it, it meant that the, the, the training was more accessible um, to the SMEs. And it sort of take you on a, a little bit of a journey. My, my first biggest challenge when I started ISME was the GDPR issue. Um, you know, a lot of SMEs had done nothing you know, come January 2018, but they had to have their house in order by the 25th of May that year. And my phone started ringing off the wall and they'd done very, very little. So we helped them on that journey. But that that, that engagement was compulsory. They had to, it was a regulate, regulatory um, order coming in saying you need to have your, you know, data protection, you need to have your data officer, you need to have that all done. So we hit our target on engagements just for, you know, really because we had one, key stream of learning that everybody needed. And then come 2019, I was about 40, 35, 40% of target. Um, so a real drop, you know, drop off. And it's because we didn't have that mandatory thing that, that everyone had to partake in. And then last year we were 400 and something percent of target, um, you know, and that was the pandemic. So it was extraordinary sort of turnaround fortunes. Um, and then this year, we, you know, we hit our, our performance metrics by the end of July. So again, a good year for us. Um, and, and what we need to do is to continue that, that sort of crest, stay on that crest of the wave of, you know, businesses sitting up, COVID has made business sit up, saying I need to adopt digital, I need to change the way I operate, I need to improve my processes, both internally and how we interface with customers. Everything's changed. And so we we see it as our responsibility to help them do that. Um, you know, the SMEs like nothing better than being handheld and taken through a journey. Maximum results with minimal effort, you know, as, as little as impactful on their daily grind as possible. And that's what COVID has given us. Tell me this, with all the courses that you're doing, or you're offering, what are, what are the top three that cost people or small businesses are jumping into and what are your and what's your least three as well oh yeah okay um top three at the moment hr is a big issue um i would say 80 percent of smes don't have a formally trained hr representative but they wear the hr hat um and the reason why it's so topical at the moment is because there's been a lot of policy change a lot of employment changes to the law um, a lot of protocols have changed. Um, huge challenge over um, redundancies at the moment. There's a wave of redundancies on on their way. They're happening right now. You know, to have to to manage that properly without getting your staff in hot water is very very important. So that that we're doing a lot in the HR space. Um, digital hasn't gone away. We've we've been to. This year, we were cleaning up what they did in a rush last year. So I always use the the, the story of, you know, hardware store, shop front, no online sales, no online shop. So they put themselves online in a rush, but it was still 16 clicks to buy a hammer, for example. So mm -hmm. what we've done this year is we've tidied that up for them, provided training and how they can reduce those clicks to buy the hammer, you know. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a very good example. It's a true example, too. And Adam, um, what's not getting interest? What hasn't got interest? What's maybe changed since the pandemic? Yeah. Um, yeah, the, 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 I, I suppose the, the pandemic has changed 
how we operate fundamentally. So what I can say is that customer service. So, you know, we're no longer customer facing. We haven't been until recently. Um, that's become an issue is, you know, how do we deal with that? Um, you know, do, doing it over the phone, doing it online, doing it on Zoom, Teams, whatever it might be. That's been very important. Um, the, the ones, yeah, I suppose the, the, the one, I can't see anything really that has fallen to the bottom of the pile like it's totally ignored. Everything's become really important. You know, um, business writing is very important yeah. because we're relying more on emails now. We're not relying on the face-to-face -face coffees and all that sort of thing. So, you know, email etiquette is is incredibly important. So I can't, you know, I think it, it, it's very difficult for me to answer that, Joe, really. Um, here's, here's a question I, of which I've realized over the last two years as well, Adam, is it's the larger organizations that are the ones that are failing us when it comes to customer service. And it's the smaller companies that have stepped up and are offering absolute amazing service and for that's for me, me myself and simon could you know talk about banks or telecommunications which have brought me to tears and wasted hours on hold where small businesses i've sent out asked questions and they've just come back automatically you know a person to person not a robot or a bot or whatever and and what that's allowing me to do is when I'm looking to buy something now, I don't jump on Amazon. I don't jump on any of the big multinationals. I have to go. It takes me a little bit longer to go searching, but I will try and find a company. I'll use keywords, which is important because I know that some companies won't, but I'll use a string of keywords. And if I can find a company in Ireland that is that can have it, and because of we lockdown has trained us in for, you know, postal delivery or, you know, it, it, um, freight delivery or whatever it be I'll buy Irish mm. I will really true shop and, local yeah shop local shop local mm. and are you, are you finding that now as well are our companies screaming going oh we need to are they panic were they it's you know panicking having anxiety trying to get on this bandwagon or did they just move into it without with ease um, not with ease, but it was easier than they thought. I think they were pleasant. Uh, business owners were pleasantly surprised at you know introducing these digital apps to their business and processes to their business was easier than they thought. You know there was a fear factor, um, and uh, the you know it, at Ismi we've been running a shop local um, for the last twelve months um, because it's so important for Irish businesses to you know to 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 stay afloat um, and therefore why shouldn't you support your local shops in the village or the nearest town etc where you know um, you know they're trying to pay their staff you know it, it's um, you know where you, you you can always go to one of the large multinationals if you can't find a, a, a smaller business local to you or within you know reasonable distance to you to get something which is great to have that as a backup um, but the SMEs have focused on customer service. And I think sometimes that personal service, I was stuck on uh, 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 on the phone for 40 minutes trying to organize a meeting. I won't go into details. 
with a, 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 a constant sort of rotating message, you know, you're five minutes away, you know, and all that sort of thing from speaking to someone. And, you know, try just, you know, the, the thing is with, with SMEs is they like instant yeah, gratification. Yeah. They need to find something immediately. Yeah, and, yeah. and I think, you know, uh, we don't forget we traded through a very nasty recession in the, in the last decade, you know. And, you know, we showed resilience, uh, we showed an entrepreneurial spirit. And when the pandemic hit us, we had to blow the dust off that entrepreneurial toolkit that we have. And, and I think Irish SMEs showed a robustness and should be very, very, very pleased, proud of themselves. I, I, Adam, I agree. And, you know, the work you do is not just training. I, I know that ISMI's brought in a coaching or a... Um, business advisory program do you want to just share a little bit about that because i you know as a as an sme myself and i've owned you know product smes as you said smes just want to get the answers they, they're not interested in the academics or the processes or the whys they want to know the what so just tell us a little bit about the coaching program or the business advisory program that you're bringing bringing through yeah um actually well it's very timely um we piloted the Business, we call it the back to business coaching program. Um, we provided, we, we only had enough funds last year to, to actually engage with 12 businesses. And we had to, <clears throat> excuse me, we had to choose the 12 businesses that had shown that they'd given enough thought into what they wanted to achieve to give them a free coaching uh, service with a fully qualified and accredited business coach with an SME background either sector experience, domain experience, or both preferably. Um, and that was a huge success. And then, so we used that su success um, as a stepping stone to secure funding for this year. And in fact, we launched the uh, phase two. It's no longer a pilot, it's now in flight, but we just launched it earlier this year where we, we have funding to engage 60 to 70 businesses to help them with something that's going to help them in 2022. So something that the, perhaps they're not doing right now, something that's broken, something that's new. It might be a product or a service. It might be a new country that they want to do business with. And we have a panel of, of, of experts, and I mean true, true experts in fields, in, in domain, in, as I mentioned, domain, sectorial uh, uh, um, experience in, in those areas, might be digital, might be HR, could be anything, you know, but help those businesses become a highly polished product as we go into Christmas and into the into the new year, um, because next year is going to hold a whole different set of problems for us than this year did and what last year did as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, you know, I'm sort of excited about next year. I'm worried about next year. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's going to be the silver bullet you know if there is one i don't know but you know the the, the plan is is that we listen to our members and non-members you don't you know we, we obviously the members of isme they're the ones who engage with us the most so they're the ones that i talk to the most and they're the ones that share the information of where they're what's keeping them awake at night so we then take that on board and say, okay, what can we do? And I, I've worked with Simon uh, and, and a colleague of his, Jason Cooper, in uh, over the last two years. And, you know, it's really giving people hope and 
showing empathy uh, and saying, look, we understand the pain you're, you're going through, giving them hope, giving them the ability to make very difficult decisions as well. I think that I think what 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 a lot of companies right across the sector, they're always trying to go, am I doing things right? You know, am I on an even keel? What do I need to do to make my life easier? What do I need to do to bring in customers? What do I need to do to keep my staff in that flow state as well? And one of the things I've learned through the years is a great, you know, little formula that companies should do. And it's simply, you know, who, what, why, and how. And if they, you know, write down those four words and then address what issue or concern they have and then write, you know, how, what, why, and how, who, and then walk through that process, they'll get the answers that they do. Because they're trying to, you know, entrepreneurs are trying to do everything at once. We... I know, and a lot of them are fearful of delegating just in case someone screws it up because it's their baby. Their business is their baby. And if they can then streamline, and, and Simon, you know this with business growth, if we can get people to streamline a business and then ask those questions, they can actually then take the foot off a little bit and then focus on developing the business even more. Would, would you agree with that? Uh, absolutely. I think that's a, a very good analogy there, Joe. You, um, they're wearing multiple hats every single day. They're bogged down in the weeds of their business, but not actually outside growing their business. And, and that's where the productivity issue comes in. So, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to, uh, one, of my, one of my learning, my training strategic strands is productivity. Um, I had that initially under growth. You know, if you're not being productive, you're not going to grow. And when the OECD report came out this time two years ago, and there was the 11-point action plan for Irish SMEs, the top five, you know, what the, the first one was the, the lack of the take-up of management development programs. We're not very good at it. Um, that, that, that was number one. But, but that number two was digital. Three was productivity. You know, and <clears throat> I, I remember the, the line in the report said, Irish businesses are still over-reliant on outdated business practices. And I went, whoa, okay, there's, there's something that we can really focus on here. But it took the – so I started doing these workshops and clinics to try and help business owners. We did them. We did the early, very early breakfast uh, clinics where we had a keynote, an expert and a speaker and what have you to, to say, consider these five easy things, five easy, five easy steps to get you on your way type sort of thing. We were very lucky to get five people in the boardroom or into a hotel room somewhere around the country, you know, and then the pandemic hit. And then, of course, we were getting 25 to 30 to 40 people engaging in these in these clinics and, and the feedback was superb. But you're right. It's they don't have time to sit down and nut out their plan of action of, you know, they know where they want to be, but they have no idea how they're going to get there. So. The initiative, the, the back to business initiative that Simon just mentioned there, you know, we provide an expert to help to sit on their shoulder and say, don't do that, do that. Here's a reason why. Here's a case study that went well. Here's one that went badly. And, and you know, and also that business coach comes from the school of hard knocks. So someone who has run three businesses of which one failed. You know, there's nothing better than engaging with someone who's failed. 
you learn so much from that, you know. And Simon, yeah, you know yeah. yourself, you, you know, we. Yeah, yeah. no, this is at the end of the day, right? Let's talk about SMEs. SMEs need to, there's, there are so many opportunities out there, right? But an SME needs to get a sense of how to match their potential with the opportunity. And they almost need to be shown what do they need to do by an expert to, to, to navigate, to bridge the gap between what they're doing and what they could get. And no nonsense, no waffle. If you do this, these, this, 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 and this, you give yourself the best chance. There's no guarantee. It's like providing a roadmap to match that potential with the opportunity. That's what they really need. You're dead right, Simon. And, you know, I just made a note there that, you know, everybody needs a go-to person. You know, I don't care if it's someone who's running a business or if it's a, you know, the CEO or the owner of a multinational, whoever it may be, everybody needs a go-to person because when you have that go-to person, when you're making that decision, think when you have someone there to go to, it takes the pressure off your shoulders and it helps you make that decision and make the right decision and move forward because a lot of people get stuck because they don't have a go-to person. So they're basically stopping, starting, will I, won't I, will I, won't I? And, you know, they set their compass for, you know, the North Pole, and they end up back in Australia, you know, where you don't want to be at the moment, but they end <laughs> back up in Australia because they don't have that go-to person on it. Yeah. And, and the other thing as well, which I think is this, as an entrepreneur and as from a business point of view, there's one thing that people have to have courage with, and that's calling it time if it's not working yeah you know and people will pride will get in the way and people will lose everything yeah just one more chance one more chance it's like that uh, addictive gambler where they have to be able to know when to call time and that's why you need a go-to person as well enough yeah. you do you do i think that's very very true the other the other thing and i mentioned earlier actually is that you know we we provide learning programs like that and the, the mentoring as well to help them make that decision because they get to you said you know they get to a point and they say and they bottle it because they're not confident in that decision so they to have someone to bounce the idea off and say you're on the right track this is a really good idea and this is very exciting they go thank you that's all i need to hear bang and they'll go and do it so we see this initiative has been absolutely a vital service to our members yeah. the mentoring service is actually for our members it's actually to reward the members that have <clears throat> have stuck with us through recessions and pandemics um and renewed their their annual subscription to to isme yeah. you know <laughs> One thing as well, why it's important to have, you know, organization like yourselves as well, because asking your wife or your brother or your next door neighbor, they'll all agree with you, even if it's the most craziest thing in the world. Yeah, that's brilliant. Great doing. Right, do you think right. so? Yeah. <laughs> Adam, I mean, just, just for those who don't know, um, you know, there are other organizations at the IBEXs and the Chambers. How does ISME differ? How do you differ from, from those bodies generally and also in the work you do around training and learning? How, how, like if you're an SME, how do you know where to go? 
Well, the, the one important thing is that ISME is independent. We are totally self-funded. Yeah. So I run a, a part, you'll see the logo up behind me here, it's the ISME Skillnet. So we, we actually, we, we are provided funds from the Skillnet, but that is purely down the, the learning and development avenue. And, and th those funds are incredibly useful to us. Um, it means we can subsidize training for our members and non-members we just had a sliding scale. So if you're a member of ISME, you get more subsidy. But it's pretty generous. It's 25% to 40% off the, the cost of training. Yeah. So we can bring very, very good training for... There's no value. No value when it's good training. You could, you know, every penny is worth it. That's it. Yeah. That's why yeah, your prices agree. are so high, Simon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so unlike... Other bodies, you're purely a membership-based organization, which is yeah. great, you know, it's great. It's very good. It's a very transient model. It's very challenging. Um, you know, businesses come in and they go and we have to replace them. So we have a, a membership team, three guys who are, are always trying to recruit new, recruit new guys. Um, since, since I started at ISME, um, we have a much more collaborative um approach to how we do business um it was a bit siloed when when i joined is was my perception of it um so we have the obviously the office management team we have the membership team we have the research policy we have neil who's always out and in in the media you know pushing for for you know better conditions for rhsmes doing business and all that sort of thing you know so the lobbying um yes. and then the, the, the learning was very standalone. It sort of sat off in there, but we've sort of, we've got a new team in place and what well, new, I say, since I've been there, Neil started a year before me, he's been there five, six years now. And I've been there just coming up to four years. And we've seen a huge transformation in the way we operate and co collaboration is, is um, ha uh, the, has proven to be a, a really good thing for us to, yeah. to do. And we, we the, you know, so when we we can be, I was describe ourselves as, you know, because we've got we're independent, we can have we've got a little more voice when we're lobbying. Yeah. And I say, you know, we're the petulant teenager to the, you know, <laughs> ask why, you know, why is that? You know, that doesn't sound right to me. That's not fair. You know, do you know what I mean? So it's it's a tongue in cheek, but our job it's is valuable. to agitate it's and to Yeah. You're fighting for you're giving the voice to the business that <laughs> mightn't feel that they're there's they have the confidence to say it themselves mm. yeah. yeah yeah so you, you know i i think a good example like the with the, the wage support scheme in the early days i think it was the in the early days it was the twss wasn't it then it became That's the right. ewss you know, our job was to say, yeah, it's great, but it's not enough. You know, there's more. You can just throw money out. It doesn't fix a solution. You can't just throw money at the wall and hope that it's going to, to fix things. So, you know, the number of lobbying initiatives we have underway, which is pension reform, insurance reform, you know, and we're starting to see successes there. Um, I'm not saying we're the sole reason that... that, that um, we're starting to see changes come. I mean, there are lots of others who are lobbying as well, but it is, it's one of the 
one of those two areas in particular uh, we're looking at very, very closely because we do look different to other EU countries. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Adam, just just quickly, if you could wave a magic wand for, for ISNI or the work you do, what one or two things would you love to see next year? I'd love to see the continuation of engagement with businesses. I'd like them to continue talking to us and I'd like to see them to, uh, to, to continue engage in that continuous learning journey. Continuously upskilling um, would, be, would be number one for me. I'm talking that's because that's my baby. So that's what I look after. Yeah. yeah. Um, Perfect. Yeah. Simon, what would your magic wand be? I think it would be that the government really sees, really sees the importance of SMEs for the economy. I mean, at the end of the day, Adam and I both lived in Australia, and Australia is only now starting to talk about, well, we can't rely on resources forever because, you know, they're going to run out. And it's the same with Ireland. I'm not going to get political here, but there is going to be a day, maybe, when all the multinationals won't be here. And so they really, really, really need to double down now on a really strong SME ecosystem. You know, SME are the backbone. You know, we all look at the multinationals and we all go, woo, wonderful. But the bread and butter, the people on the street, the people in all the shops, they're the ones that matter. Yeah. Yeah. And and sometimes they're the forgotten heroes. Really and truly. That's- well, the large multinationals make up 1% of all the organisations in, in Ireland. Yeah. So the rest are what? 99% are SMEs. Yeah. And you know, you know. It's, it's, it's extraordinary, but um, I think I do see there's been a lot of change in recent years. Um, there are a lot of advisory groups advising at government department level, engaging with ISME, IBEC, chambers, you know, construction federation, um, <clears throat> nurturing, you know, what can we improve. You know, um, and in my case, you know, it's, you know, let's let's encourage the uptake of management development, but let's make it easier for the SMEs to access them. That's, that's yeah. the problem as well in, in my case. Yeah. So we're trying to simplify, we're trying, you know, not every management development program fits all. You might be just five or six people in, in a business. You, you don't need something big and academic and 25 modules long with 100 hours of learning. Don't eat that. Yeah. 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 So, Adam, if, if someone wants to reach out to you, what's your LinkedIn profile if they can, if they want to connect with you on LinkedIn? Because, you know, yeah, just add, well, Adam Weatherly, just got to get the Weatherly spelt right. It's as in the weather, L E Y. So it's W E A T H E R L E Y. I work at ISME, the Irish <laughs> SME Association. Um, am I allowed to give out email addresses? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Adam at isme.ie. Perfect. That's easy. We'll just charge. It's, it's the best email now. I've ever had with a name like Weatherly. <laughs> yeah. I'm, je- I'm jealous of that email address. <laughs> Adam, Adam, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you, Joe. Thank it's you. been a pleasure. Thanks, nice to see you again, yeah, Simon. Bye. Take care, bye. gents. Bye. Goodbye. Sponsored by the Dunleary Rattown Local Enterprise Office. You're listening to Business Eye on Dublin South FM. Yes, Simon. Coming to the end of the show. It's it's like a bad matinee. That's it. Halloween. Ooh. We've eaten up all the all the popcorns gone. All and the popcorn and yeah, everything as well. It. Are you dressing up this year, Simon? Are you gonna dress up? No. No, although my younger daughter is going as an angel to some event tonight. And but she could only get these little tiny wings and she looks more like a pigeon. So we keep ribbing her. She's why are you going as a pigeon? <laughs> are you missing something there? Are you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Yes. Now we have the carved pumpkins and everything as well. But Adam was great. He shared a lot of information there with us. He's um, yeah. No, he, Adam has got great energy, and he he really has done a, a lot for Ismi. He really puts a lot of time and effort into into the stuff, and I don't think he actually gets enough praise for what he does. I know Neil really values him. So, but but Ismi is great because. It's not interfered with by government. It's not a it's not a government funded body. It's purely purely membership based, which I think is powerful. But it's the voice for the small business. You yep. know, it, it, as you know, we're sponsored by Leo here at, at at the station, and and they help training and and give advice and everything as well. But it's nice to have you know the options there as well. So the, the small business, I, I you know people. Everything is the multinational is this. Well, oh, the multinational, everyone wants to work with the multinationals and they're brilliant. But it's the <clears throat> the meat and two veg. Yeah. You know, corner shop, gym, yeah. hairdresser. They're the ones. They're the ones that, yeah. you know, keep our uh, political yeah. system in pay, you know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And we won't Absolutely. even go into what, what are, where our taxes are, what percentage. But, you know, it's, yeah. you know, it's... um. Yeah, no, no, it's it's such an important sector, and I, I think I think it's improving, but there's a long way to go. And Adam, as he said, you know, there's there's still a long way to go. Well, November next week, that's it. Yeah. November next yeah. week, we're rolling in. We're going to have uh, some great guests, and then you and me. Let's do this at the end of November. Let's do a prediction. For 2022, you and me, and let's see if we can get our crystal balls right. And we can both come back then in 2022 and go, I told you so. I told let's you. Do that. So let's, let's do, do that. that. Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's do that. Simon, have a super week. Be safe, my friend. And I'll and talk you. to you later. See you. Bye.